Welcome to Tech Talk. Bye. CDT. Welcome to CDT's Tech Talk, where we dish on tech and internet policy while also explaining what these policies mean to our daily lives. I'm Brian Wazolowski, and it's time to talk tech. Admit it, there are moments each day where you wish you could just disconnect. We all likely experience a level of digital anxiety and perhaps recognize some addictive habits. And while research is really just beginning to show the real impacts on our wellness of this always-on, always-connected way of life, there's little doubt most of us would like a bit more balance. Today's guest is Tiffany Schlain, and she would like to help us find that balance. She's the author of a new book, 24-6, The Power of Unplugging One Day a Week, which takes a look at how disconnecting just one day a week can have positive effects on body, mind, and soul. Welcome, Tiffany. It's great to be here. I mean, that's a great title. This is exciting. Um, tell me a bit about your book, Very Top Level. What inspired you to write it? Yeah, well, you know, my background is that I founded the Webby Awards, so I'm obviously I love technology. I spent my career thinking about all the incredible ways it can connect people and ideas for good. But I never really imagined that we would land in this place where I feel like we are today, where you walk around and everyone is looking down and everyone's distracted and so stressed out from being um, on 24-7. So uh, you can imagine over 20 years ago, I'm like, the web, it's going to change everything. It's amazing. And then... uh, And it did. (laughs) (laughs) It did. And then the iPhone came out in 2007. And I think that was really the moment where it changed way too much for me, where suddenly that web was in your pocket and pulling you out of any moment. So I was just starting to feel so distracted and that I wasn't really present for anything. I was just constantly responding to the buzzes and sounds. And around, um, after a couple of years in of that addiction and that feeling, um, my father, who I was incredibly close to, was diagnosed um, with brain cancer and given nine mm-hmm. months to live. And it was the same week wow. I found out that my daughter, I was pregnant. and. Wow. I just spent those nine months really thinking about time and life and meaning. And whenever I'd go visit my dad, I would, of course, turn off my phone because my family had like a good one hour. And I just wanted to protect. That was the feeling I had to protect our time and space around us so I could be present for him. And then um, he, he did pass away. And then our, my husband's daughter was born a couple of days later. And... Um, and we were invited to participate in something called National Day of Unplugging. And I should say that I'm Jewish, but I'm not, I'm not a religious Jew. I'm a cultural Jew. Okay. So the only people I really knew that did Shabbat were Orthodox Jews. They did a full day of Shabbat. Like most Jews that I knew, if they did Shabbat at all, it was like a nice dinner, a Shabbat dinner. But And if people don't know what Shabbat, um, what is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. So Shabbat, it's also called the Sabbath, and most religions have some form of it um, where it's a full day off. So if you're in a, you know, an Orthodox Jew, you don't drive, you don't write, you don't, you, you don't, you have a lovely meal on Friday night and say blessings, then you do nothing, you rest. And um, Christians also, they call it the Sabbath. Yeah. And actually, there's, there's some people that say even the Puritans came to America to found America because they couldn't do a pure enough Sabbath in Europe, and they were looking for a way to have a more strict Sabbath. So it's really a big part of the founding of our country, but then, of course, the separation of church and state and all of that. But anyways, so I kind of came into not ever practicing Shabbat or the Sabbath growing up, and then um, my husband had done some light form of it, and then we got invited to turn off screens for one day in the ceremonial National Day of Unplugging. Um, 
and that was 10 years ago and it was right after my dad had passed away and I had this new life in my life with our daughter and mm-hmm. uh, we never stopped doing it. It was like the best wow. day. I, I think we just we don't realize how much that phone is manipulating our every move and stressing us out a lot of the time and never letting us really be in the moment. So. You know, it's it, basically Friday night. We do have a Shabbat meal. We have friends and family over. It's a very social night. Friday night, all screens are off, which is an amazing experience to have people. All screens, not just so, not just phones. Oh, yeah. Everything that possibly no, has a screen. Do you even shut off? I don't know if you have like an Alexa in your house. You shut that down too. We talk, It's interesting. I talk about that in the book. Uh, the Alexa to me, like we cook a lot on Saturdays, and I use it for a timer. Okay. Or to play music. We also have a record player that we play vinyl on, which has been really fun to reintroduce into my life. But cool. um, it's just about the screen. It's about the screen that's going to take you away from, take you down the rabbit hole, as we all know. So, you know, doing something for 10 years, and the longer we've done it, this practice, which has been so transformative for my family. Now our, our oldest daughter is a teenager and our youngest is 10. And it's just, there's so many benefits and they continue to reveal themselves the longer we do it. I mean, I feel more productive. I feel more, the other six days more creative. I sleep better on that night. I, wow. The day feels extra long. Um, I get to reflect. I do all my deep reading. Like during the week, like I think everyone's like skimming, skimming. And anything that I know, I'm like, I want to really read this deeply. I print it out or it's a magazine article or a book, and I put it on the table for my tech Shabbats. That's what we call them. <laughs> and um, so the longer we did this practice and the more kind of crazy I felt like our society was becoming with this addiction and distraction, I was like, I have to share this. And um, I think, you know, everyone, there's not one person I talk to that doesn't feel this sense of addiction and distraction. And this is a practice that in, is thousands of years old kind of updated for the modern era. And I want to make, you know, and I have a lot in the book, I go into a lot of the neuroscience and social science philosophy behind a lot of these ideas and days of rest in all cultures and who's still doing them and why they mostly went away in our 24 seven society. And we're living in the results of that. So it's both kind of big, big picture and then very practical. How do you do it? How do you convince your partner, your kids? What are things you run into? <laughs> that's yeah, no, I'd love to again. get to some of that. You know, teenagers, that's probably something that everyone thinks about, being buried in their phones and constantly texting or gaming. I mean, your your kids have grown up with this, obviously. How, how are they finding it, and do they talk about it to their peers? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's incredible. And most people can't believe that we have a teenager who loves it. <laughs> you know, favorite day of the week. Because, you know, kids are pretty <laughs> They have to so much homework. My, my daughter's a junior in high school, so they're like, you know, five, six hours of homework a day. And uh, They have that much homework? Wow. <laughs> That was not my high school experience, um, but okay. Well, I know it's very different now, but also it's different because, of course, they're, they have the computer and the phone, and there's so much multitasking going on. Well, I'm sure it, it lasts longer because of that. Right. But, um, you know, I th- she will comment on multiple. We all kind of comment on how great it is because it's, it still surprises us that this deep end it's still so great. But she'll say, I'm so glad I have a day of homework or being on. And, um, and, and then we're all psyched to go back on Saturday night. So it has this dual effect where you kind of reappreciate all that you can do on technology. So every week I kind of rush towards turning it all off and having this protected um, day of reflection, family, connection, sleep, rest, doing hobbies I love. Um, and then I also get to reappreciate 
all the amazing things with the web. So it has this kind of dual effect that lasts throughout the week. It helps me be um, more intentional around my screen use the other six days. And there are definitely still times I'm just feeling so addicted. Like I'm like, Tiffany, get off the phone. And then I know that we'll, what will slow down that feeling is just to turn it off. That's great. Um, so let's talk about some yeah, of the so benefits here. I'm going to ask for tips a little bit later on how we can get there because this sounds wonderful but challenging to do. Let's let's talk through some of the benefits that you've noticed over kind of 10 years. Um, and why don't we start with kind of, you've touched on this a bit, kind of what it does for the, your mind, your headspace. Yeah, I just, um, it gives me space to think. I think we don't realize when, you know, you have this device that is influencing what you think about because you have so much coming at you and what you're responding to, so you're constantly being interrupted. Um, you know, one of the most interesting pieces of research when I was working on the book was that when someone texts you or you get a notification, it takes 23 minutes to get back into flow. And I was like, oh my wow. gosh, we're all just being constantly pulled out of flow. And I always try to get to the flow state, so why am I doing something that's going to take me out of that? So I'm much more mindful about texting people. I have all notifications off on my phone, um, and I only have, like, a small number of people that can... You know, when my phone notifies me that they've called or texted, but mostly it's like I go to my phone instead of my phone making me respond to it. Um, so that benefit of just thinking deeply and in an uninterrupted way is delicious. Um, I also sleep so much. My whole family will say this: how much better they sleep on Friday nights because you know there's nothing, there's nothing that is gonna wake you up from that phone. Yeah. Or just it just gives you like this really deep sense of relaxation. We laugh a lot more on Saturdays. We're just kind of more present with each other. And then I think just as somebody who runs a film studio in San Francisco, um, I can really see the benefit. It has rippled out to my whole company because, you know, when I'm doing it, um, they they know that they don't have to respond on the weekends. And it's That's had this wonderful. whole wonderful benefit. I think we need more boundaries um, with work and leisure. And there's just too much expectation that we're responding all the time. So that's been a great benefit and I feel probably the most creative of the week on Sunday mornings after I've had to stay off. Wow, that's um, great. You know, I'm a filmmaker so anything that's like fueling the creativity is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Uh, and what, I, a, what about physical? I mean, I, for me, one of the, um, I've talked to a number of people about this, but all you have to do is think about how you hold your phone and like the posture that you suddenly have as you're doing it. So, you know, what's kind of the physical changes that you've noticed with this? I mean, you've already highlighted sleep, which just sounds gorgeous and beautiful to be able to have a perfect restful night of sleep. Um, are there any other kind of physical things that you notice during this day of rest or day of disconnect? I just, you know, it's an amazing thing to be looking down all the time. That That's always kind of the most haunting image for me as I walk down the streets is yeah. that everyone's looking down and not up. So I think the biggest thing is you're not looking down. Think about what happens when you look down. Not only are you crouching your body, but you're not looking at what's around you. And everyone's so sucked in and looking down that you're not seeing the bigger picture. So, and appreciating nature more. I mean, I, I read this stat that um, kids are... 50% less outdoors today. Wow. Like, oh, that's horrible. So, <laughs> so much research on how nature and all the benefits of, you know, walking through a city park or going for a hike or just being outside and it's just happening less and less. I mean, I should also really mention that, of course, it's, I know it's a luxury that we get, we're able to take a day off and some people right. have two jobs. 
and that's very real, I would just say in that case that whatever time you do have off, to try to make it without screens, like carve some time where you're released from that pressure, which I think people are so used to now, they don't even realize how great it'll feel. I think people have a lot of fear around unplugging, but if you just reframe it, it's not what's being taken away, it's what you get back. And a lot of people say, how am I gonna convince my kids or my partner? And the thing I usually land on is, ask each person in your life that you wanna do it with you. And if you don't have kids, your partner, or even yourself, what do you wish you had more time to do? Everyone's got that list, whether it's yeah. picking up an instrument, painting, hiking, learning how to surf. What, what's what's your list? And then fill the day with that and put that phone in a drawer. Get a landline. You have to get a landline, but I think that's good. Regardless, I live in earthquake country, so it's good for emergency right. and, for finding, <laughs> and for finding your cell phone when you lose it. But we have a landline. Um, and just trust that the universe will be able to get in touch with you if it's important and that you need to, you know, create some space for yourself to just regroup and reflect and do things you love that don't involve screens. That's some really good advice. So let's get some more tips from you. Um, and you have a lot of them in your books, even more of a plan in your book. Um, how do we get there? You know, how to go from the state of always connected to your phone. It's either always in your purse, your pocket. It's always with you. You're always checking it. How do we get to a place um, where you could actually turn it off for an entire day? What are some concrete ways we could do that? I mean, it's so funny. Like, sometimes I know that that's the big thing for people. Like, I and I think, gosh, it's just just for one day. I think of that, you know, the David Bowie song. We could be heroes. Just oh yes. One day. We're just talking one day. Just <laughs> one day. It's not that. I mean, out of the whole week, it's just one seventh of your week. I mean, that's a lot. I don't know. That seems like a lot. <laughs> to me, it it's does. So funny to me, but I guess, I guess the thing is, is that, um, you know, we're doing all these um, mini, uh, I, at my nonprofit film studio, we do these um, global days of discussion. And one we have is called Character Day. And we're looking at your relationship between your character and screen use. And when does it amplify and diminish? And we're doing all these kind oh, of mini challenges. We're walking people to lead up to a tech robot. We have three weeks of mini challenges. Like, try to wake up and not look at your phone. Do something else. And try to take a walk without your phone for 30 minutes. So, like, to build that muscle, to build up to taking a full day off. But to be honest with you, I feel like those mini challenges are somewhat harder because it's so much more squishy because your phone is, it's your alarm clock. It's your calendar. It's your phone. It's your computer. It's so many things. It's hard to set those boundaries which is why I think creating a clear boundary of a whole day off is actually incredibly liberating. And you have to do a couple, you have to do some planning. I mean, it's very simple, but if you have plans on Saturday, just make them on Friday afternoon. Yep. <laughs> have people come over. You can't text them. Really no enough. last minute texting if they forgot the, you know, the wine or whatnot. Yeah, so. something, it's like you actually stick to your plan a lot more. You don't realize sure. it's just the looseness of the phone. So um, I would just say, instead of looking at it as something that's taken away from you, just think about it as something you're getting back. It's, and I promise you, that's what it feels like when you really commit to trying it. And we're having people try it for four weeks in a row. So um, if you go to our website, we'll kind of walk you through, because it's all about building a habit and a practice. And um, we've made a lot of films about you know the neuroscience and social science of character development, which is about practice and habits. and. And so we're going to kind of walk people through how to build this as a practice. Because a lot of people say to me, oh, I, I take a vacation once a year and I'm, I'm 
away from my phone. But I think, uh, and it's wonderful to go on vacation and, you know, in a place where there's no Wi-Fi or without your phone, but to me the real benefit of what we're talking about is this weekly practice that's like built into your life. So every week, no matter how stressed you are, you're like, oh, I know I have that day that's going to feel different. When I've read more closely about the wisdom of Shabbat, it's that it's this day unlike all others. And that it really, it, it creates a framework for your week that is really beautiful to have this one special day. And I would love for people to think of it like yoga and meditation where it can really bring more balance and meaning and purpose in your life when you have like a day away from it all to reflect and respond better and feel more connected to the people you love around you and just feel more connected to yourself really that's great what we don't realize with that device is we're just responding to a lot of other things besides ourselves yeah yeah no i agree with that um i there's also some other great stuff in your book i know there's a hollow recipe why'd you include that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to read it. I'm going to get that recipe. I do find actually making bread very comforting. So uh, maybe that's why. It's kind of part of my journey because, uh, you know, it wasn't like I was a big baker. I mean, I'm a working mom who's got time for that. But when we started doing this regular sabbat dinners on Friday morning, I, with the girls, um, bake. You know, I, I get the dough ready and it rises all day. And that is an extremely meditative and relaxing thing to do each week. And so... To me, waiting for bread to rise, I mean, it's very similar to the whole, you know, it's what Shabbat's about. It's about rethinking about time and letting something rise all day. I mean, who does that anymore? So I put the recipe in because, first of all, my challah was very bad at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's kind of bringing back some things I think we've forgotten with all the modern conveniences, that there's great pleasure in making bread. There's great pleasure in having people over every week. Um, without their phones, and there's great pleasure in um, reading, mapping, making art, doing things you wish you had time to do, and just making time for it where you're not pulled out of that moment by a screen. Absolutely, and um, your your house just smells amazing when you bake bread. Not that I do it very much, but the few times I had, I'm just like, oh, what a beautiful smell that is. All right, before I let you go, where can we find this wonderful book? Tell us where we should look for it. Uh, Yeah, if you just go to 246sixlife.com, you can buy it in all the various ways, indie bookstores, Amazon link, all that, and you can also find out about these um, weekly challenges which are free and we have all these cool resources and we'll hold your hand through it if you want to try it and have a lot of tips on how to bring this into your life that is um yeah i'd love to invite people to try something that's really been life-changing for me and my family we may have to have a cdt day or cdt month of this and see how we do you know you work in tech policy wouldn't it be great if we could pull that off so Tiffany, it has been such a pleasure chatting. The book is 24-6, The Power of Unplugging One Day a Week. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. And I want to hear how the holla turns out and how your tech shabbat turns out. Absolutely. And I want to come over for dinner sometime. So. Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks, Tiffany. Okay, have a great day. That's it for this episode of Tech Talk. For the very latest on what CDT is doing to shape a vibrant digital future, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or visit cdt.org. I'm Brian Wazolowski. Thanks for listening.